zone. Hey! This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself, I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome in, everybody. It's another afternoon. Thanks for being with us here on 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Jeremiah Jensen. Together, we're like Voltron. We come together. Well, there's only two of us. Don't we need, like, uh, all the arms and all the legs? Yeah, how, how many Voltron <laughs> char- characters do we need to form a Voltron? You got to get the chest. I, t- I think I've told this you this got before. complicated. No, I know. Listen, you didn't think that through. This is three of us. Jeremy over there. There we go. You got the – so we have, like, a – Couple arms and a leg, that right? Now, when I was growing up, we couldn't afford the full Voltron, so I just had the chest. <laughs> so, like our neighborhood kids, we'd all get together and be like, "Hey, bring your left arm, dude. Bring the left arm you have." What was the difference between the Voltron cats and the Battle Cat? Like the, the I mean, we were into cats, right? Like, what was our He Man wrote a wrote a Yeah, he did. Cringer he man, wasn't that wasn't that his uh, He Man wrote a cat. Oh, remember he was like. Oh, hey man, I don't know, Adam. What are we supposed to it was do? Battle Cat, right? Yeah, but then he, but then when this, when the sword was put in the air, Cringer, an actual tiger, turned into like a mean tiger or like an. A, but I don't know. Un, inexplicably, yeah. he was a, he was a giant baby, until the sword came out, and that's what we're doing right now. We're busting the sword out. I'm taking my shirt off. And we're uh, two hours with you, <laughs> which is probably the reason why I've had enough. Today. Uh, listen, I think I'm that's a little the bit fastest better. That's ever been played. I think I'm. The, I think I'm a little bit better than uh, than Fratello. Hey, the czar of the telescope. <laughs> Fratello. I don't know why he felt like he needed to slick his hair back. Was it to scare you more? Was it to get? It was to go full Fratello on you. I just choose to remember Fratello with the perm. <laughs> that was prime. That Fratello. was prime Fratello. The czar of the Telestrator and, and his, and his uh, hey, beautiful perm. Good start. Good start to the show. Yeah. Mike Fratello reference. Battle Cat. Battle Cringer, Cat. Yeah. Take Voltron. my shirt off. Yeah. All of it. We're all over the place, I and mean, it's only seven minutes in. I know. Did you? Say, hey, by the way, this is. Uh, hey, we have the breaking news sounder. I don't know if there's some. Uh, we got to get something going here. I got to. I got to tell you something here, uh, JJ. Andy Reid's not retiring today. Back to you. That is breaking <laughs> so, news. He was asked about his Today's retirement. Today's not the day. Why do we do that to guys? Why do we do that? When are you going to retire? Hey, you've been doing great. When are you going to retire? Every though? time I see Kyle Whittingham, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, hey, coach, you've been doing awesome. When are you hanging it up? You've been doing amazing. You won back-to-back Pac-12 championships, me, but I'm, what I'm really curious about is when are you going to quit? When's the run over? Like, we just, we love doing that. Uh-huh. We just assume Andy Reid wants to hit the In-N-Out burger and not coach again. But Because magically one day when you ask that question, they're going to answer you, and you're oh, going to get the story of the day. I know. Actually, I'm glad you asked that, Jeremiah. It is today. And he takes <laughs> off his, his Tommy Bahama shirt to reveal another Tommy Bahama shirt. You know, I never really thought about it until you act to ask that question. But now that you have, I've quickly processed right. all my thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and I am going to call it I'm going to go full. I'm going to just, you know what? You're right. I'm going full retirement. Takes off Tommy Bahama shirt. Has another Hawaiian shirt underneath. 
And now, by the way, he can still go to In-N-Out Burger and still be an amazing coach. And that's what he does. We expect it out of him. Alex, I think it's healthy you and I can sit here <laughs> and we can criticize ourselves, we the media. Oh, yeah. Some of, some of the we're, stupid we're stuff we do. We are dumb. Like asking coaches when they're going to quit. We are absolutely dumb. But you know what? Uh, we got to ask the questions. I don't know why at Super Bowl, four days, three days before the Super Bowl, four days before the Super Bowl, you ask him when you ask the coach of one of the teams who's coach who's coaching on Sunday when he's going to retire. No one's asking Kyle Shanahan that. How dare you? Uh, by the way, pretty good run at Kansas City. Andy Reid, eleven seasons as their head coach, ten trips to the playoffs. Chiefs fans, remember when the playoffs were elusive? Remember when it was hard to get to the playoffs in back to back years? And now you've, uh, what is it, three out of the last, or four out of the last uh, five seasons, they've been to the AFC Championship game. They've been to now their third Super Bowl in five years, or they could win their third in, in five years or whatever it is. Andy Reid's a treasure. Where does he rank among all-time coaches? Uh, I don't, you know, that's a great question, because who are the guys who won multiple Super Bowls? Jimmy oh. Johnson. Belichick. Belichick. Shula. Walsh. Chuck Noll, yes. Tom Landry. Landry. Joe Gibbs. Is Joe Gibbs a multiple Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess he went uh, a few years between it, but yeah. He won three, if I'm correct. Mark Rippon and then uh, Doug Williams. Well, you had uh, John Riggins in 82. Yes. Beat the Dolphins. That's right. They they beat uh, my beloved Broncos. We won't talk about that. And then they beat the Buffalo Bills in a Super Bowl. What uh, Do you guys have a historic coach? Besides Dan Reeves, I guess because Mike Shanahan won two Super Bowls. <laughs> I know, but I think of Broncos coaches. I, I mean, think of Dan Reeves, man. I'd put Shanahan on there. Dan Reeves was obviously very successful, but never won the big one. Yeah. So I don't think you can put Dan in this list of guys. But as I go through those names, I mean, Bill Parcells, Vince Lombardi. I'd Andy, say top, Andy Reid's top. He's got to be. He's got to be top five. I think. Well, let me give these names again. Vince don't, Lombardi. Okay, but Bill okay. Belichick, Bill Parcells, Don Shula, Bill Walsh. Ooh. You yeah. still put Andy top five? Ooh, Look, I'm not saying tough. he can't get there. I'm just saying right now. How many did Walsh win on his own? Four? Bill Walsh won three or four? Three. Okay. So George, George Seifert won. Right. And so, and then uh, Harbaugh couldn't take him to the promise, or yeah, he couldn't get him to the promised land, right? Walsh may have only won two. Well, either way. Yeah. Andy well, Reid's no, right there. It doesn't matter. That was, give me, was Seifert, give was me Andy Reid. Give me Andy Reid for recency bias in the top five. All right? I'm not kicking Shula out, but uh, – but Did you kick Chuck Knoll out? Don't do that. Chuck Knoll, how many did he win four for the – Four Super Bowls in the 70s. Four. Yeah. Let's see again. Had a great run. Like I said, recency bias puts me there. Yeah. Thinking about Andy Reid. But you man. know what? Andy Reid's in this conversation. Why not? With Landry, Walsh, Shula, Parcells, Belichick, Lombardi. Isn't Chuck that crazy? Noll, Joe Gibbs. 100%. John Madden. Yeah, he's in this conversation. Okay. No doubt about it. All right. Well, he's not retiring, so that was the breaking news. Andy Reid has uh, said he's not going to retire today. So maybe it's Sunday, but probably not either. All right, let's uh, – is there somebody who coaches more free, by the way, than Andy Reid? Like that? this is just more chilled out, it seems like at least. Maybe he's a tyrant behind the I mean, but... once upon a time, Bum Phillips was pretty chill yeah. on the sidelines. <laughs> hey, he, I just wanted to say – I just wanted ten, to say Bum Phillips. I know, because you see uh, Jeremy over there with his – ridiculous Oilers sweatshirt on <laughs> those those Amazing. Oilers and Saints teams about? just could not break through but ridiculous. Bum Phillips is an all-time great all right let's kick the show off hey our program is brought to you by not just Andy Reid's not retiring 
today, but also G2G bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G bar, perfect for anybody who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. Oh, boy. Got the natural foley. Got the right foley now. artist over here. Don't Thank do it. Thank you, G2G don't bars. Do it mid don't do it mid-segment, because I've... If I dive into one, I will be out for three minutes. It'll just be a love affair between you me and the totally G2G bar. You can't focus on anything yeah. but the G2G. So Steve Belichick, by the way, is keeping the mullet for his uh, trip to Washington. I was going to make sure he is officially hired as the uh, defensive oh coordinator. Oh, my gosh. I'm showing JJ the worst mullet ever. That guy, he looks like he's the punter for the for the Huskies. And now he's their defensive coordinator. Did Washington just hire the Tiger King Gosh. as and, their defensive well, coordinator? They have the Husky eyes behind him. Pretty sure that's the Tiger that's King. weird, dude. All right. Let's kick off the show, though. G2G Bars, uh, your program sponsor. Love their support. Love your support for listening, but let's kick the show off here with more drama in Las Vegas. Not with the Super Bowl, but with the Oakland A's. Yes, they're still Oakland. When they become the Las Vegas A's, well, are they going to become the Las Vegas A's? The mayor, it seems like, is doing everything possible in Vegas to make sure that the A's don't end up coming there, even though the deal's been made. The owners have already voted on it, but she's still trying her darndest, it seems like, to not get them there. So let's kick the show off with that. Right here at the top, it's the cut. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with J.J. and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Also, Trajan Wealth, T-R-A-J-A-N, wealth.com. That's Trajan Wealth uh, for all your local trusted financial fiduciary retirement needs. Trajan Wealth, T-R-A-J-A-N, wealth.com. More drama with them. Carolyn Goodman is your uh, is your mayor of Las Vegas. You already knew that, though, right? You didn't have to be reminded. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn Goodman. The only time we've heard from Carolyn Goodman in my life is during this process, where it seems like she just keeps saying stuff, J.J., that keeps the A's from, like, totally fully committing to Las Vegas, even though they are totally fully voted in that they're going to go there. And here's the deal. The Tropicana that they've talked about, that land is not a great fit. Now, didn't they didn't they blow it up this last week? It's been partially. They I took their, I think so. They the emptied demolition the, is underway. Yeah, demolition is underway. And this is something that has been a problem, a sticking point for them. Here's what... The mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman, said about the A's and wanting to have that, you know, just off the strip location that they've been planning on. Here's what her quote was. We had entertained them down here. We have a very large complex, probably about 60 acres. And it's in the historic old part of town, which is where all major interstate highways come together. We have seven access points to it. It is in an opportunity zone. There are all these benefits. And so when they said no, I thought, hmm, this doesn't make sense. Here's a great site. They can get a great price on it because it's owned by the city. And yet, no, they're going to go out and want to get closer to the strip with all the congestion and everything. This does not make sense. And so why is it happening? And then I thought, well, because they really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent dream, and yet they can't get it on. Uh, so let me understand this right. The A's actually want to stay in Oakland secretly, and they have this amazing place that they could have there. They have this amazing dream. Is that what she called it? Right there by the water. She's talking about the Coliseum still? Okay, so she said 
basically what they did was they rolled out an opportunity for them to buy a chunk of land from is it because they didn't make the deal with the city is that what's going on yeah because the deal was made with the Tropicana or MGM or whoever I, I just assume MGM by the way MGM the owns demo- everything. demolition hasn't started yet so they're closing at April 2nd ah so s- still getting the beds out that there's a there's <laughs> still, still the sheets wrapped up it's not as far along as I guess we thought okay but like I'm trying to think because the old strip could have been right there next to What's on the old strip? Is it the Golden Nugget? Is that part of it? Is Four Queens still over there? Circus Circus, maybe. <laughs> circus Circus is, uh, is... They need to demolish that just to demolish that. <laughs> to get rid of, I think get rid of all the diseases. I think I think they did. Just take take a big giant flamethrower well, to that place. Uh, isn't like there's like there's the the gold the Golden Gates over there? All right, so they didn't want to go to the old strip. So this lady goes, I think they want to stay in Oakland. There's no way. Okay, first of all, they're not going to stay in Oakland. They're coming to your city. So get it ready. I don't know why. I don't know how this is happening. By the way, I need this to happen. JJ, we need this to happen because the A's coming to Salt Lake is not something that's going to be a move that happens. Okay. And, but for a short period of time, they could. And we need that. I, because what are we doing? Hey, A's, figure it out. Hey, Mayor Good, Goodman. Figure it out because we need you to go to Vegas and we need you more uh, specifically to come here for three seasons so that we can try out. And then when the next time when expansion rolls around, uh, then we're going to be an, we're going to be that city. We need you to wrap this deal up. We don't want the A's, by the way, for anything longer than those three seasons. <laughs> right. This is such a, this is a weird situation and we're following it closely because it impacts our market. Absolutely. It, does. it would it would create a possibility of a major league baseball team making a temporary home here in Utah. This is a real thing. This is not a made-up thing. They've already done the tour. Big League Utah put billboards out The that Utah wants the A's. And to be honest, we do. It would be fun. Okay. But what's going on here? I don't know. This situation is know. bizarre. The, 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 the lease is up at the Oakland Coliseum. This is it. This is the last year, 2024. They have nowhere else to go in 2025. And now we're finding out we don't know if they can go to Vegas. Where They're are they going to go. go? Where are they going to go? Well, here's what she the said. The league's already approved the move. Yeah. But it f- sounds like nothing was really set in stone. P- apparently, Eek hasn't hit the paper. No, she's. here's the thing. It was a really dumb thing to say. Why would the mayor say this stuff? If I know. There well, isn't so, and we saw the we, – we, we played it last – what, a couple right. of weeks ago, the weird um, oh, Chamber the, of Commerce meeting where – the the poor lady had to go up there and try to get the crowd fired up about the A's. And you guys pumped about them showing up? They didn't cheer. They didn't boo. They didn't care. Boo. So yeah, that was the, that was that moment. That was actual audio from the event. What is going on? <laughs> okay, so here's a, with this A's situation. She knows she got hit after that meet. After she had this, she was like, "Now this isn't me speaking from the city's point of view." I'm like, "You're the mayor. Anything you freaking say, obviously." Well, why would she say all that? This is just me personally. And then she had to walk it back as soon as all that happened. She had to go. Let me be clear. I'm excited about the prospect of Major League Baseball in Las Vegas, and it may, and it very well may be that the Las Vegas A's will become a reality. That we will welcome our city. Don't say it may very well be. It's happening, lady. It's happening. You're the mayor of this city, and. The owners of Major League Baseball have already voted to move a team to your city. Figure it out. Now, I get it. 
the A's are not the perfect uh, ownership organization that you would that one would dream of. Far from it. And she did have to mention also, by the way, she's more excited about an NBA team coming to Las Vegas than she right. is about the A's. She didn't mention MLB. She mentioned Settle NBA. Settle down. Settle down, Carolyn Goodman. We need this to work. Okay? Can we just – listen. Can you let this deal happen and just stand in the back with your thumbs up? I get it. Hey, awesome. I get that the, this didn't work out, that they didn't buy the hundred and the the 60 to 100 acres that they were planning on selling to you or that you were planning on selling to them to go off strip. By the way, she tried to pitch the off, she tried to pitch the old strip. Did you hear this? She's yeah. like, they've got there's a lot of roads that lead through there. It's like they don't want to be there. And by the way, when was the last time, JJ, you went to Vegas? One, not for work. <laughs> like, never, right? Right. But that you hung out anywhere near the old strip. The only reason I've ever gone over there is because of the Las Vegas Bowl. And they make <laughs> I know. You have to go over that direction to go to, uh, you, if you want to go to the Thomas Mack Center, if you want to go to the Thomas Mack Center, if you want to go over to uh, the Royal Purple Bowl. That's where they hold the pep rally. Right. You've got you've to go over to that side of town. And you hope to get out of there. I think Pawn Stars is over there. <laughs> so, in the end. There's some weird stuff you encounter when you, you go You do not. There. Listen, the team is not going to buy 100 acres from the city over there. That's just, not what they want. Just for you to be able to make a deal. Listen, Carolyn Goodman, I'm playing with the mayor of, of Las Vegas here. Please do not hold up Major League Baseball in Utah by you making this decision. <laughs> because. Mayor, why aren't you thinking of us? Get to Vegas. So that we can host you for three years because your stadium has been so ill-planned. I get it. Look, I get her frustration. They're all, they want to move now? We don't have a stadium ready for them. Yeah, but you will in three or four years. Well, I just told you the demolition hasn't started yet. They're, they're closing the hotel on April 2nd. There are people staying in the Tropicana tonight for $29. <laughs> for some, hey, Jeremy, let's look up some rates at the Tropicana tonight. I mean, they might still be cleaning up the site while as the A's finish their lease. In Oakland. <laughs> is the – well, yeah, I mean, this is going to take – they're not even going to show up until 2028, right? They're not actually playing their full time. the earliest they could be playing in that stadium. But, and and, and but, in the meantime, you've got you've – got, uh, They're not, they're not going to let them put a roof right. on it because of all – we've heard all this. Yes, the airplane, the, uh, the airport has got a problem. They almost have to go back to the drawing board with this whole thing. Hey, Jeremy, how much is steak uh, dinner at the Tropicana tonight? One thing at a time. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I just hey, I'll go have one as long as we can pour water on our steaks. That's all I care about. I pour water. You and I go get some sloppy steaks uh, at the Tropicana. Sloppy steaks, dude. Let's do it. Let's go, and then let's. Uh, we got we got it. We got to do our research on this story. Steaks. Let's go have sloppy steaks at the Tropicana. <laughs> Oh, my favorite part is Jer is Jer we're making Jeremy go over to Hotwire to see what kind of deals <laughs> we can get. Googling it right now. Tropicana. Hey, uh, if it's if it's more than sixty nine dollars to stay tonight at the Tropicana, I'm out. It is Super Bowl week, so oh, that's okay. true. Could, uh, that's true. Can make things a bit interesting. Yeah, but I've heard. I mean, listen, it's not the nicest of uh, properties. Do you want a price for Saturday night? Yes, give me a. Four ninety nine. Oh, dang, the Super Bowl is expensive. Bad on However, Bowl tonight sixty nine bucks. Yeah, see, I told you. Ah. That's what we're looking for. Give me to the Tropicana for some sloppy steaks. I'll be there. Oh my goodness. Hey, listen, Carolyn Goodman, don't blow this for us. We're over here in Utah minding our p's and q's. 
We're trying to get Major League Baseball here. We're trying to get the NHL here. All of this is contingent on you allowing them to blow up the Tropicana so that we can get a stadium, so we can get the A's into town. I'm not, and I love how she corrects herself by going, and it very mel, it may very well be the Las Vegas A's. It is. It may very well be. It is. Well, it it isn't because the mayor said I personally think they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland oh and make God. their dream come true. She wants them to stay in Oakland. She doesn't want them to come. Has to Vegas. she been to the meetings? They've have they been? Has she been to the city meetings? Well, this is why this is the this is the thing about this story, Alex, that I think is really interesting. Is there's clearly they're clearly not on the same page. Gosh, dang it, lady! Something's awry here, and it sounds like the whole thing's going to blow up. But the only reason we're talking about this is because it obviously impacts this market. It impacts the yes. sports market here in Utah because there's a possibility. That's the only. And reason. we feel like a strong possibility that yes. if the move takes place, the A's will come here, which is exciting. But this all makes me wonder. A, if it's ever going to happen, <laughs> not because we wouldn't be welcoming, but because no, I know. the A's don't have their ducks in a row and Vegas doesn't have their ducks in a row. But also, do we really want this mess around here? If we are going to temporarily host this baseball team, we need them to find a permanent home. We can't be your temporary host nope, until nope, you find nope, a permanent nope, home. Nope. Come on. No, nope. Big Come Blue on. Utah is doing a great job. LHM Company is doing a great job getting thing. ready for expansion. They're going to make they, listen. Downtown Daybreak will have a stadium tomorrow night if they need it. <laughs> they will get it happening. If you build it, they will come. I know because guess what? <laughs> they were all. When can you have this ready? I a can't tell you how many meetings. Dream situation. Jose Canseco walks through the cornfield. How many? <laughs> Jose Canseco. Just a bunch of guys who juiced Mark in the eighties. The, <laughs> the Bash Brothers come out. Brothers roll through. They walk out in kimonos. All of the. Uh, just Dennis Eckersley, he's still with us, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Raleigh Fingers comes out. Yeah. All of the mustachioed men in the history of uh, Reggie Jacks. Of A's baseball. Yes. I'm just, I'm just, I'm telling you, Carolyn Goodman, don't, we need this. You're going to screw this up for Utah if you can't get him to Las Vegas. We can't host temporarily until you're hosting permanently. All right. I think she heard us. How much for the buffet at the Tropicana? Oh, I have the fixed menu if you'd like. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me you tell me what we got. Depends if you want a ribeye. Yeah. 68. $68 for the buffet? Oh, not buffet. I just went to uh, the fixed price menu. $68 for a, for a ribeye? Gosh. Filet, 63. We've gotten away from, we've gotten away from the uh, $6.99 steak. Drawing people in. <laughs> Suddenly, everybody in Vegas became a foodie, JJ. Well, they're trying, to, they're trying to pay for that stadium over there still. I'm not talking about baseball. I'm talking about football. They're still paying for Allegiant Stadium. Jeez. With those with with sixty eight dollars sloppy steaks, come on, yeah. man! Surf and turf market price, of course. Mark, oh you yeah, fly it in. Well, from- it's fresh mm-hmm. at the Tropicana, especially. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back. I got it off my chest. I just was grumpy about it. Okay, forgive me, forgive me, but I needed to imagine have it how happen. grumpy an A's fan must feel. I know. We've got jazz tickets to give away all day long. It's a jazz ticket Tuesday, and it's for oh, it's for the first of two. Golden State Warriors trips within the next, I think, week and a half here. So I think you play the Warriors twice next week here at home. JJ, right? Yes. Because you've got the, the uh, makeup game, game on the 15th. On Thursday. So uh, we've got tickets to give away. That's going to be all all day long. We've got tons of stuff going on. Chad Lewis, uh, of course, Associate Athletic Director down at BYU, but also former participant in the Super Bowl. 
going to give us his thoughts at 4 o'clock. 5 o'clock, Tim Lacombe, the coach, is going to join us and give us his thoughts on this Thunder team that comes to Salt Lake tonight. Uh, I've never imagined being so afraid of the Thunder my entire life than right now. <laughs> it's really crazy. Good. They are so dang good. Uh, possible MVP on their team this year. All right, we'll come back. We've got tons to go on the program. Stay with us. 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. You know what's coming. Your daily deep dive into everything Utah Jazz. It's gone. All season long and even in the offseason, it's Jazz Daily with JJ and Alex on your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball. 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. All right, welcome back. Uh, just a couple minutes away here from giving away some jazz tickets for next week's February 12th matchup with the Golden State Warriors. But uh, before we get into our Jazz Daily segment here, a little bit of breaking news. This is right up JJ's alley because it has to do with TV. Uh, JJ, am I still going to be able to watch my teams and my sports the way I want to, albeit maybe uh, with a little bit of a different look. If what is going works, on here? The way you watch sports will change forever. We have breaking news. The Wall Street Journal reporting that ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers are combining their sports rights mm. to launch a new sports streaming service. That service would be available to all ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Max subscribers, according to the report. And each company will own one-third of the product. Now, there's a lot of details beyond that. We don't know at this point. But ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers are combining their sports rights to launch a new sports streaming mm. service. You guys, I'm just I'm one step closer today to you guys, to you guys eating crow on the Super Bowl being a pay-per-view situation at some point. There you go. Well, Okay. <laughs> I don't is, know. Is Roger Goodell going to eat crow? I don't know. No, I'm just saying. that's And uh, this doesn't include CBS and NBC, who also have rights to Super Bowl. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is it, so There what are some it, properties missing here. Now, so what does this mean here? So we're talking into it. A, ABC, ESPN, right? Correct. So you've got, you've got rights there, obviously, with Monday Night Football. Um, the NHL, NBA, of course. Is it, MLB. It, the NBA's college okay. basketball, college football. Sure. ESPN, I mean, Big 12. Like if you're a Big 12, you know, BYU and Utah are in the Big 12. Right. ESPN is TNT, the rights holder. Uh, Warner Brothers is TNT, True TV, all that stuff, which is all your NCAA tournament. So for the yeah, watching. For Warner Brothers, you've got the NBA. Yes. Because this is TNT Sports. Right. So NBA, NHL, and MLB. Remember, TBS. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the World Series could sure. potentially be aired on this. And, of course, TNT Sports is the rights holder for March Madness in combination with CBS. Can I get my USA on this app? No. <laughs> I thought that was a it's, Warner Brothers and property. And USA Universal. is a Comcast. Oh, univer- that's right. Is, it's under Cable the NBC Town. umbrella. Yeah, Cable Town. So we are missing NBC. We're missing CBS. And, of course, NBC has Peacock that they have a lot of their properties on, and CBS has uh, Paramount+. Plus. I don't like this one bit. You know why? Because I already have the ESPN, Hulu, Disney bundle that I've had to but pay that arm means and that you're ESPN, for. That means you're good for yeah, ESPN stuff. Fine for the ESPN stuff. But if I'm going to be on the ground floor, so to speak, with this uh, new sports app that Look. I'm going to have to download with these three major players, that means that 
that streaming service suddenly will go through the dang roof for me for me to be able to watch my Monday Night Football or my NCAA tournament coverage or whatever it might be. This is the future. Embrace it. All right. The bundle is back. That's all it is. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're just doing – it's just going to be – so now it's going to be whatever combination of, of – you know Unsu- what? Unsubscribing from all the all the stuff, you're like, ah, I'm off of Fubo, I'm off of YouTube TV. I got to go back over to this uh, this sports mega app that I have to download now for this. And an, a real important reason to watch this and see how it develops is because if this goes well, and that's a big if, this could blow up and not work well. You got three massive mega media conglomerates yeah, I don't see coming it not together. Working. I don't see it not with working. One product, but it's fascinating because if it works. I could see NBC and CBS going, we want in. And if you get to a point where you can put all the sports programming on one app, boom, you've got something that every sports fan would want. But this is everybody would make money. This is not all their property. This is sports only properties, right? Like the Fox Correct. Sports. This so we're talking all the NFL streaming service right. with the combination of ESPN, which is massive. Right. How does that work with splitting the rights on I mean, it's like, okay, so you'll be able to watch and stream those games for, like, Monday Night Football and for... Uh, All three benefit from it. All the Fox properties. Think about it. Yeah. Fox, Everything Fox has. Fox has got, the, Fox has got the an NFL World contract Series on top of it, on top of the World Series. It would be streamed entirely, both if you combine the rights of TNT Sports, which is, you know, you watch it on TBS, yeah. True TV, and with Fox, who have all the rights for the postseason for baseball, you're watching all the postseason on this app. You're watching March Madness games, all of them, on this app. This changes the way you watch sports because this is all going to be centralized, which is where I think this is going. I was going to say, I think a lot because of Because you cannot sustain 50 different apps. It's not going to work. Ooh. So eventually, there's going to be consolidation. And these companies realize that, that they need each other, which is what we have with cable TV, right? That's what cable TV was, is everybody's on the same format. But in different channels, mm. the same thing would exist. But there's got to be one central place that you want to go because nobody wants to pay ten bucks for each. So, so combine together, we've come back give around. People, one easy place to go. But this is the streaming form, and streaming is the future. Right. So you're going to see that's how this is evolving. Hey, in uh, my view. Hey, Jeremy. What's up? Let's see if we can get uh, Nate's password to whatever this new uh, app is going to be called. I'm already on it. Okay, appreciate it. This isn't new though. Hulu did this before with three different yeah. companies, like they all combined together. Yeah, but it was just a, it, it just didn't have the star power. But it, that, no, but uh, it's not brand new between Disney. No, who, no, no. I agree. So it's been out there. I have the Disney and the Hulu and the ESPN bundle right now. What would you pay? Because that's like twenty five bucks a month. About is that what it is? Is that what I with oh, no gosh. ad? That's what I pay. All right. Some money bags over here. <laughs> going to get wow sixty eight dollar steaks at the Tropicana. Yeah, spending five hundred bucks to stay overnight. At the Tropicana than uh, getting your uh, Hulu bundle. I don't. You now, now listen. Live sports. It's the one thing that's been immune, JJ, to the total switchover of of live television. Is just not. We don't watch it like we used to, right? But sports has been the great holdout. It's the thing that you can't replace. You can't. You can. You can pause it and watch it a little bit later. I guess. But live sports is still the money making. It's appointment. It's the only appointment viewing left, right? On on television, right? In media, everything else is just watch it when you want. So, in terms of demand, Not sports. In terms of demand, 
I'm trying to think what I if they're gonna add those things on there, I probably would end up paying. We're probably gonna end up all paying around fifty bucks a month, right? So we have a quote here. Is this from Bob? This is from Bob Iger, Disney chief Disney executive CEO, officer. Yeah. He says the launch of this new streaming sports service is a significant moment for Disney and ESPN, a major win for sports fans, and an important step forward for the media business. This means the full suite of ESPN channels will be available to consumers alongside the sports programming of other industry leaders as part of a differentiated sports-centric service. I could see, if everything goes well, this becoming the place where sports fans go to watch live sports everything. events. Everything. Eventually, hopefully, they could get in NBC and CBS. Here's why board. you need here's why you need NBC. Obviously there's the NBC and CBS have the NFL carrot that they could dangle for everybody else. Because that's still that those are still that's NFL still king, right? And so if you still have yeah. those kind of holding out, that would be a huge part of it. If you could watch all your NFL there, but let me tell you what else is a massive deal. Because CBS also has, don't they have a lot of the rights to the NCAA tournament as well? In, in combination with TNT right. Sports, yes. And the Masters. The Masters, yes. Huge. Now, let me throw this out with NBC. They have the rights to the Olympics. Is that something they want to share on this service? You know, that decision we've talked about this. Now, again, I'm not, well, we've let, talked let about me this. make clear you're listening right now. NBC and CBS are not part of this right. at this time. This is ESPN, Fox, and TNT Sports. Are they strong, are they strong arming uh, Cable Town and, I mean, uh, eventually, <laughs> and CBS to make a decision? If this goes really well, eventually, I would imagine NBC and CBS come on board. It just makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. Because why, uh, we'll why not have it. one format, one place to go to watch live Like sports? I said, like I said. All right, so that's a massive piece of, of news there. Boy, I haven't seen JJ this. He gets frothy at the mouth about the t- about the television streaming stuff. It's kind of my wheelhouse. I know. And you know what? If you tell me it's going to affect my uh, everyday watching and my pocketbook, I'm on board. I'm absolutely. I'll I'll download anything if I can get all my sports in one place. Could you imagine? Because right now, as it stands, you how many apps? Do, how the concept how many app, sounds great. How many apps do you open? Too many on a on a weekend basis, right? Too many. Like, around is difficult. It's annoying. If I'm on ESPN to Fox, right? It's annoying, it's on one? right? And nobody and your wants smart TV to... has all the different ones, and you're like popping between them all. It's stupid. And look, I know NBC is. Here's an example: NBC leveraging uh, NFL interest and in getting the rights for an NFL playoff game to air exclusively on Peacock helps them get subscribers for the Peacock service. But that's not a sustainable model. Like eventually, you know, you don't have sports every day to, to hold to keep that going. So it makes sense for that to move to a sports centric app where you can get more people to subscribe and pay for your service there. Man. We'll see if that happens down the road. Okay. But it's a really interesting concept and if this goes well, it will change the way we watch sports because you'll have it all in one place instead of scattered all over the place in different apps. If you are somebody who watches things digitally. Now, if you just watch it over the air, then you still have that option. Cable TV is still there. What are they going to call this app? That doesn't change that. Sports. America. <laughs> I don't know. What, what are they going to call it? That would be interesting to come up with a brand these different for companies. Fox is all, we should probably call it Fox, just for the sake of bringing everybody together. And you're like, the what? The ESXWB? I don't oh, know. I- <laughs> <laughs> the WBTNT? I don't even know what we're doing here. What did you spell out? 
I, I probably need to be careful with my letters there. <laughs> but that's what we're what, – what are they going to do? What do they come up with here? Uh, sports. The app. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to – I don't know what they'd call it. This is a bunch of It's massive, fascinating. Here's the thing. It's a bunch of massive egos. The only reason they make deals like this is because there's a ton of money to be made. If you're wondering about what the state of sports is, it is doing phenomenally. We are paying – so much money just so we can watch sports. I would pay just for sports. I would pay 50 to 75 bucks a month just for sports. That's the only thing I watch live. It's the only thing I watch live. And then I get on and I watch Great British Baking Show on Netflix and I'm good. So th- that's all I need. That's all I need. All right. Oh, we have jazz tickets giveaway. Every hour, it's a jazz ticket Tuesday. You know what that means? Uh, we're giving away tickets. This one's going to be to the Golden State Warriors and the Jazz. Let's do it right now. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win Jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. Call right now. Caller number 12 is going to win a pair of tickets to the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors on February 12th. That's a home game. Next week, let's get it going. Maybe an early Valentine's present? Why not? 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-9663. You can win a pair of those tickets right now. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday brought to you by UCCU. Appreciate their support on this, being able to bring you tickets every hour of every show, all day long, every Tuesday. 801-575-ZONE. Call number 12 right now gets a pair of tickets to the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors next week. Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back. I'm still trying to figure out what uh, we want to call this thing. They better figure it out. It better not be something weird. Let's call it something totally totally different and totally fun. All right? Let's get it going. We'll take a break. We've got more to go around the corner. Stay with us. 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Live. Love it. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that dial. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. JJ and Alex, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Jazz versus the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight at Delta Center. If you want to call it the Delta Center, fine. Uh, but yes, did we get those uh, jazz tickets away? Okay. We've got jazz tickets next hour and the following hour. That's our commitment to you. Uh, J- uh, JJ has gone down a rabbit hole. The, you got TV news. All the TV is going to be found. Uh, any TV that has anything to do with, with Fox, any sports, excuse me, any televised sports that have anything to do with Fox and their rights, ESPN, ABC with their rights, and then Warner Brothers Sports, which is, of course, all the TNT properties, and TBS, those will all be found in one app. They're all teaming up and splitting everything by a third. The company will be its own company. The app will be its own independent app, and it will be run by uh a management company that is going to be basically assigned by these three companies. They're going to make it its own company that represent these three interests. Now, no CBS currently, no NBC currently, but 
World Cup, F1, NFL to the tune of all the games that are on ESPN and uh, Fox. We even, uh, of course, the first two days of the Masters are are uh, are rights are to ESPN. I don't know what that means for. Basically, I've got the whole list right here. How so? What are you saying is going to be the what's the biggest what's the biggest deal on this? What's the biggest thing? The biggest draws the NFL ultimately, right? The NFL is king. Eventually, the Super Bowl could stream on this service. Pay per view. We'll see about oh, that. No, okay. Uh, the NCAA tournament. I think is a big deal. Huge. Yes. Uh, Look, NBA World Series is going to be on this app. The World Series is going to be on this app. NBA Finals? NBA Finals will be on this app. Uh, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12 college fans out there, Utah, BYU. This is going to have to be the app that that BYU and Utah fans have to download. Yeah, You're going to want this app. Uh, The college football playoff will be on this app. I know they're making a deal. But the Masters, PGA oh, yeah. Championship, mm-hmm. PGA Tour events in tennis, Wimbledon, U.S. Open, Australian Open, soccer fans, FIFA World Cup. Oh, yeah, the World Cup. U.S. Fox. soccer. Yeah. Utah Royals fans, NWSL games. Hmm. Real Salt Lake fans, MLS games. Obviously, Apple has their own thing, but there's going to be some games on this app. CONCACAF, UEFA, Bundesliga. I can keep going. F1, if you're a racing fan. F1, NASCAR. Hmm. If you're a combat sports fan. UFC, okay, and top rank. So that's a lot of stuff. Massive deal. I think outside of what uh, NBC and CBS offer, I mean, with the Olympics and Notre Dame football and, you know, what CBS has, uh, and there's some crossover here, so I don't know. This is this is a Bonkers. big deal, and if this works, if they are able to make this work successfully between the three companies, this will change the way you watch live sports although i stream everything right now until you find out the price (laughs) that is to be determined yeah and they don't even have the company name or the like give me don't don't roll this out till i can download it today you know what they this is brilliant that they rolled this out because you know what the buzz is going to create immediately you don't roll this out and try to get subscribers the same day like there's some going to be some anticipation behind this maybe they're not done maybe they're going to work with nbc and and CBS to see if they can come on board because then everything's everything's there. And imagine how nice that would be as a sports fan to have one place you can go to watch everything. Quite bonkers. Hey, uh, man, we got so much stuff to get to. The trade deadline is right around the corner, and next hour we've got so much going on. We're going to give away another pair of those tickets. You can hear from NBA insider Tim McMahon about the Jazz specifically about how they want to build a team sooner rather than later, the names that are being thrown around, the possibility of trades uh, that could happen in the next couple of days. Chad Lewis, Associate Athletic Director at BYU and uh, former NFLer, former Super Bowl participant, former guy who was coached by Andy Reid. We've got all of the things to ask Chad. He's got like a, a, a six degrees of Taylor Swift going on he, too. Oh, we'll yeah. About. You know what? Absolutely. Can he get tickets? Like Andy Reid, we know he's got a Andy. better chance of getting tickets to the Super Bowl than as of getting <laughs> tickets to a Taylor Swift. I don't know. I guarantee you that. You know, the relationship that Andy Reid, you saw it. He, they were pointing at each other, Andy Reid and Taylor yeah, Swift. That's a fair point. All right. Uh, coming up on Thursday, 
We're going to roll out for you our Hercules Hero of the Week, brought to you by Hercules Credit Union. Every week you can nominate the youth sports volunteer that you want to be honoring as the Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nomination at kslsports.com slash contest. That's kslsports.com slash contest. And listen, every Thursday we're going to give out uh, a $50 gift card courtesy of Hercules Credit Union for the Hercules Hero of the Week. So if you've got that that sports volunteer near you, somebody in your community that has affected youth sports for the positive, uh, kslsports.com slash contests, and you can nominate your Hercules Hero of the Week there. All right, we'll come back. Chad Lewis is going to join us next. Chat Super Bowl, chat some BYU stuff, chat Andy Reid. Stay with us, 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Your home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on The Zone. This is JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back. JJ and Alex, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. A couple minutes away here. Going to get Chad Lewis on. Chad Lewis, of course, didn't just play in a Super Bowl, played for Andy Reid in the Super Bowl, of course, for the Eagles. Talked to him about what the uh, tight end position has now become in the NFL. Speaking of really, really good tight ends, I know Travis Kelsey gets all that attention, JJ, but... uh, George Kittle was the first team all pro tight end this year. He right. had his best season in his career. He has been a huge part of what Brock Purdy's been able to do, right? So all of these things are uh, very, very interesting for us. And, of course, uh, the local tie here with Andy Reid and being the head coach of this Kansas City Chiefs team, which, by the way, we were just we were looking at him. We just, we just keep looking back at this guy and going, man, Andy Reid – with a smile on his face, and with like all of all the history of, of of coaches in the NFL, JJ, that we've talked about, and this is something we sh- we can ask uh, our guest Chad Lewis here because this is a massive deal, of course, here locally because this is a guy who's met so much uh, here. But Andy Reid is is like a likable coach. Sometimes that's not the case with uh, with Super Bowl winning <laughs> coaches. But maybe it'll be different. Chad Lewis joining us here, associate athletic director for BYU, of course, former NFL or former BYU tight end. Chad, thanks for being with us, man. Hey, you guys said it right. He's a likable <laughs> coach. He's just he is exactly who you see on TV. That's him. Like he's not different. He's only better. He's just a little bit better with the team with his family with his friends it's it's weird that you got a guy that's so nice so good so jolly that is running an nfl franchise at a hall of fame caliber and he's actually better when you get to know him it's he's an enigma how can someone be that that great well he is well chad you just mentioned all the attributes he has yet you got to go coach a group of men year in and year out and you got a lot of personalities and it's not easy. You know, you've been in those locker rooms. <laughs> I mean, can you get a can you can you a more wild array of people in an team, NFL locker room? <laughs> How does he do it? What's his secret sauce? Well, 
he knows when to crack the whip and he knows when to crack a joke. And he has this mm. real gift to be able to know when to do both. And he actually asks us to let our personality show. He doesn't want us to play tight. And that's the same thing he's going to say Super Bowl Sunday. You guys, go out there. We've trained the haze in the barn. We've, we've done all this preparation. Now go smile, cut it loose, let your personality show. Now, he doesn't want players to act ridiculous out there. <laughs> he definitely wants you to keep your composure, but he wants you to play with your personality and cut it loose. And so you ask, how can a coach manage a locker room full of so much personality? That's how he does it, with a lot of love, a lot of confidence, a lot of belief, a lot of trust, a lot of work in preparation. And then when it's game day, he wants you to go lay it out there and have some fun. They uh, they had it at media day last night or one of the media events last night. They had uh, both tight ends up on the up on the, the stage and both running backs from both teams. They, did, they had the quarterbacks. They had, uh, uh, you know, BYU's own Fred Warner was up there too because he's a pretty good defender for the 49ers. But they had all these guys up there, and they went to the tight ends. And JJ and I were just talking about this, and this was like, man, we got to ask Chad about this. Is One, how has the position changed from when you played, and why is the tight end – like becoming this, I mean, it's just shot up in terms of the popularity and usage and an important position on these teams. George Kittle's the first team all pro, and and Jason or uh, Travis Kelsey is pretty darn good himself. What are the tight ends in football now in the NFL? Well, first of all, dang good. They're extremely talented, fast, great hands, smart, can make plays. And then the game has changed. So just like basketball has turned into a three-point fest, coaches in the NFL collectively have figured out that the tight end is a weapon. And so almost each, every team has a tight end that's, that's a weapon, that's an offensive weapon, not just a dude, not just a battleship, not just a, a blocker dude. They have guys that are making plays and helping them win. So, again, in this Super Bowl, you have two of the best tight ends in the league matched up to go toe-to-toe to help their teams win. And you can look at the storylines. The whole country is looking at the storylines of this game. you got great quarterbacking and Mahomes and Purdy. But one of the great storylines is Travis and Kittle. Like what they mean to their teams, the energy they bring to their teams, the plays they make for their teams. And if they're not making those, their teams are not nearly as effective. So this whole country's watching those two guys, and that's pretty cool. For the listeners, most of our listeners probably know what I'm going to ask about you next, but for those that don't, uh, former BYU tight end Matt Bushman is on the Chiefs practice squad. He's with the team in Vegas for the Super Bowl. He is also your son-in-law. He's married to your daughter, Emily. How much have you enjoyed now having family connection and having a family member on that Chiefs squad? Matt Matt is such a great dude. He's an incredible guy. He's an unbelievably gifted football player. I'm so thankful that he and Emily are married. They have two beautiful girls. And I love the way he treats everyone. If you know Matt, you just know that he's kind of like Andy Reid. He's 
He's genuine. He is who he appears. He's even better behind the scenes. Um, it's been a thrill for me to watch him because Andy Reid is coaching him. Tom Melvin was my tight end coach. He's now his tight end coach. Mm. Um, it's just been really cool through these last couple of years to follow him, watch him. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Matt Bushman supporter. <laughs> I bet. It feels like he's really, really close to breaking through. He had a great preseason. He's really close to becoming a, a really a, a big factor on, an, on a 53-man. I know at this point, like, it's, it's Tuesday, and you don't want Travis Blake Bell or Noel Gray to get hurt. If they do, then Matt's right there to play in the Super Bowl. That's, that's how the NFL works. Yeah. I mean, when I played, I tore my Liz Frank at the end of the NFC Championship game. So Jeff Thomason, one of my best friends, he ended up playing in the Super Bowl. Straight from work and construction. Boom. Now he's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and that stuff happens all the time. You're talking about uh, the preparation that Andy Reid's putting his guys through and just talking about obviously they've been there before and that helps an immense amount when you get to this stage and you don't have to do the first time, you know, thing for everybody. This is a team who's been pretty used to this over the last five seasons. So when you do talk about getting ready, though, and it is a first time. What's going through the minds of these guys who are – I mean, we were just talking about how it, it, the, the waiting for two weeks itself is awful, it seems like, because you just got so much stuff going on. <laughs> no doubt. On top of the actual football game that you're preparing for, you're trying to get tickets for your family, you're trying to get all this stuff, travel for everybody, and because you don't know when you're going to be able to get back to this thing again. Everybody just plans on selling out and, and having a good time with it. So where was your head right now on a Tuesday going into – the Super Bowl that was coming up, uh, you know, on that weekend. And obviously with the injury there, that's one thing. But another to just be like, this is the biggest stage you can be on in your sport, and you were there. How did your, how did your, how did the mentality of it go for you guys? Andy's thing is, his mantra is going to be to remove all distractions. Get your tickets taken care of. Get your family taken care of. Get your hotel taken care of. And the sooner you button that up, it's all football knowing that if you take care of business, you can party for the rest of your life. You'll, you'll smile for the rest of your life. Don't, don't win the game on Thursday, Friday, Saturday by having fun and going crazy. Like, focus on football, take care of business, then you can have fun. That's what he's, he's going to be teaching them. Now, there's guys on his team, like Rice, first-year player. Rookie had an unbelievable season. And a good coach is going to use Rice as a first-year Super Bowl guy. He's going to find ways to talk to him and help him be prepared for Super Bowl Sunday. And he's going to do the same thing for Mahomes, who's a repeat Super Bowl player, and he's going to get him at his peak level for Sunday afternoon. And good coaches have that ability to touch both situations. First-year player repeat player and that's that's one of andy's gifts is to be able to know what to say know know when to joke know when to like you know bump a guy in practice and catch you off guard like what you know or a couple games ago travis is losing his mind throws his helmet down on the ground and then when travis gets ready to run back into the field andy grabs him's like no wait 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 you're not going in the field get your mind right <laughs> and travis was looking at him like what 
And then Andy was able to say, bro, like tighten, tighten up your brain. And then he gave him like a little shoulder bump. And watching it on TV was hilarious because that's the gift of Andy Reid. Like he can get on you and let you know, hey, this is serious. And then he'll give you that shoulder bump like, go get him, bro. <laughs> he just has a perfect mix. I was on social media, what, two, three weeks ago? I was on Twitter, and all of a sudden this picture pops up on my Twitter feed. It's Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, and Matt and Emily Bushman. What? <laughs> I imagine you had the same shock when you saw it. What's that been like? Because you're, 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 Matt and Emily have been a part of that, but to have just Taylor Swift hanging out, it's, it's probably been a pretty crazy situation. And it kind of makes everything else kind of escalate with this situation, having somebody that famous just involved in hanging around yeah travis has definitely made it a lot of fun for his teammates <laughs> that was a new year's eve party yeah and emily was talking to taylor and said hey i love i love your music i've been to your concert i i listen to your music driving my daughter to preschool thank you you know we love it and taylor thought that was so cute she's like oh emily that's so cute thank you for listening to my stuff driving a preschool. And Emily's like, no, thank you. Like it helps my daughter and I have a fun time driving to school. And then later she just said, Hey, I'd love to get a picture with you. And she just said immediately, Taylor said, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, Travis is like, Hey, go ahead and post it. Like you got to post a Bushman. <laughs> they have a fun relationship <laughs> They don't act like prima donnas. Like, no, you can't talk to me. Yeah. I'm Mr. Big. I'm Mrs. Big. They've just made it fun. I think that's one way they've used this whole relationship instead of being a distraction into something that's kind of endearing for the team and the guys. And I love that someone treated my daughter so kind. I love that because I love my daughter. And when I heard that story, I just felt like, that's really cool. Thank you. Well, uh, Chad Lewis, by the way, joining us here on the program as we uh, get you ready, not just for the Super Bowl, but uh, man, just so many storylines in there. We were just uh, we were chatting before the or before the show as well about just you know the 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 amount of of kind of relationships that BYU has, and, and and I think that's some of what you guys do as an athletic department is to never forget those connections how important it is for the NFL to be a part of of these kids who want to get to the NFL that are in the programs right now or that are in that that are in the football program right now that want to be there and then to have those relationships still there what are what what is the relationship that that some of these guys former players and 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 you know obviously guys like Andy Reid when they're able to dip in because they still show up they still come to these events you know during the off season and things like that and they're they're beloved when they do but that's a huge part of what BYU does is try to foster those relationships forever you're right football is family and BYU is forever and we try really hard to let people know wherever they are on this life spectrum, doing good, struggling, that this is your home, we love you, please come back. And when they come back, it means so much to all of us and the current group of players and the future players. If you look at Fred Warner, he's the best linebacker in the game. Mm-hmm. And when he comes around, he knows he's the best linebacker in the game, but when he walks in the locker room, He's just like everybody when you're alumni and you go back to your school, there's something like super special about that. And that's 
definitely how it is with Fred, with Kyle Van Noy and others. They come back, they embrace the guys, they have fun, they share their their secrets, what they've learned. And I definitely say at BYU we try as hard as we can to make them feel like it's family. And when we screw up, we we want to repent and get better. So that's definitely part of uh, it's a conscious decision. It's been a great tradition. I've benefited both as a player of Steve Young, Lee Johnson, others reaching to me when I was just a young player at BYU, helping me get into the pros. I want all of our players to do that. And then there's a definitely a responsibility to give back. And the giving back, it shouldn't be painful. It should be fun. Like, And I, I see that from Fred and others. So I'm super grateful. Before we cut you loose, I want to dig in, in, into Fred a little bit more. I mean, you saw, you saw you saw him before he was famous you know, at BYU, growing and, and and progressing there. You saw him as a young player at BYU develop. Uh, Two part question: Did you see his potential at BYU to become a Hall of Fame type player? And how important has his development and his success been for BYU football? He was gifted the second he got there. He works super well with Bronco. And I know Kelly Papinga was part of his development. You didn't know that he would be moved to middle linebacker and become a superstar. And that's part of the transition of BYU becoming, I mean, sorry, that's part of the NFL becoming the offensive and defensive. It's just a dynamic game, so it's changed. Middle linebackers now are trying to pattern themselves after Fred. So gifted athlete, run sideline to sideline as well as a receiver. And when he gets there, he's hitting you like a Mack truck. But then he can cover guys down downfield, whether it's down the seam, whether it's on a corner or an out. He's, he's got the speed to get there. Well, that's not how middle linebackers used to be in the NFL. Middle linebackers used to be hammerheads. And they were filling the hole downhill, splitting people's wigs, like Jeremiah Trotter from the Eagles would say. Mm-hmm. But now that's, it's just a different game. So Fred can go in there. He can be as physical as he needs to be, and he can be as athletic as he needs to be. And that's exactly what John Lynch, the general manager for the San Francisco 49ers, wants out of Fred Warner. And guess what? That's what Fred is doing in front of the whole world every week. That's why he's the best in the world. Chad Lewis, I was uh, I was told I had to ask a personal question here because my wife and I just joined the Seven Children Club this year, and you're also a father of seven. <laughs> How on earth am I supposed to get through this next few years? Hunker down, baby. It's like a petting zoo. There's kids everywhere. <laughs> oh, boy. I this thought... is what you do. You, you read your scriptures every day, you pray every day, and then you give it all you got. Oh. And trust your wife because – you got intuition that we don't have. It's 100% right. I have no interest in your guys' club. I'm I'm good with four. I'm good. Uh, Yeah, sometimes it's it's an honor to be in the club. Other times it is uh, a disaster. So it's uh, it's part of the deal. All right, Chad Lewis, Associate Athletic Director, of course, uh, former NFLer and BYU great. We appreciate you coming on the program, giving your insights, and we love having you on the show. Appreciate it again. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Thanks, Chad. There you go. I think he was pushing somebody on a swing, was he? He's probably on grandkid duty. Is that what's going on? Something like it's that. He's probably in Vegas having a good time. Dude. While we work.
He's I know that I, listen, his son-in-law is on the is on the team. But he has a guy like Chad Lewis has everybody on both sides. Right? It was just like everybody he's got he's got family and connections on both sides. Well, I went was that when I went to Minneapolis to cover the Super Bowl, he was there. Right. He knows it's, he knows it's everybody. almost a reunion. Yeah. That was obviously like a Super Bowl the Eagles were involved in. So that was a special moment for former Eagle players. Now, I think we know who he's cheering for this weekend. That's pretty obvious. But he but he can also lean to the other side and go, I've always loved Fred Warner. I always knew Fred Warner is good for BYU. Pretty dang Trust good. Trust me. Ah, man. Very good. All right. We appreciate it. Chad Lewis, legend. All right. Oh, we have jazz tickets giveaway right now? Might as well. We're doing it every hour here, so let's kick it off. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZOLE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. Give us a call right now. Guess what you get if you call us right now? You get a pair of tickets to the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors on February 12th. Uh, all you have to do is be caller number 12. 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-9663. 801-575-ZONE. And you can get yourself a pair of tickets to the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors. Easy as that. So you just give us a call, be calling number 12, and you get those tickets. All right, we'll come back. More to go around the corner. Stay with us. 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, you're locked into JJ and Alex. With the insight and analysis on the teams you can't live without. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. One more pair of jazz tickets to give away for next week's uh, February 12th matchup between the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Clay Thompson, he's going to be uh, sitting the bench while the Jazz while they're taking on the Jazz two times next week. He won't close the games. I'll tell you that. Ooh. Look, it's hard because Clay Thompson's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greats part of that Warriors right. dynasty, but every player has a point in time where it's going to come to an end. And how old I'm is not he? say Clay's done now. No, but but how old is he right now? Now, he is age-wise, he's 33, which doesn't sound like a lot, but this is a guy who has had severe injuries. multiple knee situations, the torn Achilles. I mean, and the back. ACL, back-to-back. Right, ACL. two years. ACL. Achilles missed two years of basketball. So on top of missing those, I don't know. I'm, the fact that he came back, played at a high level, and won a title after the injuries is a miracle. So everything else is gravy for him. Right now he's averaging 17 points per game. Uh, it's the lowest in in his career. Or more than a decade of his career. Yeah. And he's no longer closing games for the Warriors. And that's got to be tough for somebody who 
has been one of the best players in the league for a long time. Again, this is the human part, JJ, where people go, yeah, but he's making $41 million this year. Yeah, but you're making $41 million it's almost worse because you're being asked to sit. He feels the pressure. He wants to perform at the highest level. Right. And even Kobe didn't last forever, right? We saw Kobe at the end not be Kobe anymore, and that was that was not the memory you want to have of the players and their legacy. Same with Clay. I mean, I, I don't know what Clay wants to do. Obviously, he's under contract, and he's going to want to continue playing in the NBA, but you wonder if the Warriors, if it's best that they part with him. But yeah. that's just, you can't imagine seeing him in any other uniform. Yeah, it's wild. And then at some point you go, by the way, for his career, 41.5% from three for his career. For the career. That's incredible. For his entire career. And he shot a lot of threes. Right, and that's this year only shooting 37.5. So you see the difference. So he's probably, right? you know, that's wild. I think he had the most impressive quarter in the history of basketball. Did he have 37 yes. in one quarter? It was insane. <laughs> He's he his ability his quick release and his ability to score in bunches and just his accuracy from the three point line. I mean, honestly, I think he was better percentage wise than Steph, which should blow your mind. But I don't like he was a more accurate. I don't three like point spe- shooter. I don't Steph like, was more volume. I don't like speaking well of uh, people who went to Wazoo, but here we are. <laughs> okay, good dude. Yeah, it's a tough one. I was just watching that. And he, you could tell he's broken up. They're doing the interview by his locker. Yeah. Which the NBA still is that place, right, where they go, Yeah. hey, uh, so how'd you feel tonight being on the bench when the game ended? Yeah, great. I felt amazing. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, again, we the media can be a little yeah. better. He turns 34 in two days, by the way. So he'll be, yeah, he's 34. Yeah, do the Warriors pull the trigger and trade him at the deadline? They've Crazy. got to start thinking about what's next because the the run is over. Do they need Kelly Olenek? No, that's not a that's a team that does not need a veteran <laughs> oh, okay. center right, right now. That's a team that needs draft picks. <laughs> okay. Hey, the Jazz have some of those too. Did the Jazz pick up Clay Thompson? Give him the old restart. Did you see that stupidity? Someone tweeted it out about Miles Bridges and Gordon Hayward somewhere somehow making their way Stop back to it. Utah. Like you were, I was trying to completely ignore that, <laughs> and you had to bring it up. <laughs> I love it. The trade deadline yeah. brings us the most insane okay. storyline. Yeah, the Jazz are going to trade for Miles JJ, Bridges and Gordon Hayward. I Why? didn't tweet it out, bro. Oh my gosh. Somebody else did. You why? Know what that why? Means? Why? It's out why there. would Danny Age and Justin Zanuck do that? Why? <laughs> what sense does Might that be, make? Uh, when is his, he's an un, he's an unrestricted free agent next or in this uh, this summer? Gordon Hayward is not yeah. that I've looked, but he is. And you miss Gordon? <laughs> I have a special self poster on my wall. I miss raggedy haired rookie Gordon Hayward. You miss young Gordon Hayward? Yes. Not I'm an all star now. I don't have to be nice not, anymore. Hey, Gordon. My wife sent me to the to the uh, hey, to the fashion barber anymore, right? I got sick at fill in the blank restaurant. Remember that was the best part too. Is that like he's like I don't want to say anybody, and his wife is all, it was this place that got him sick. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so the Jazz have a lot of decisions they've got to make. Yeah, among all these things that they have to do, this is why I actually love this time of year. Like right now is a part I love tonight because you have. These teams, and and I know it's unfortunate, but it's also part of the it's part of the deal. Now, the Thunder, I don't think they're going to make any deals necessarily before the trade deadline. Do you? 
Do you look and go, okay, they've got to maybe shore up some things here. If they really are going to make a run, uh, they could maybe make some sw- – they could switch some things up. But they are – it's a young roster. They're exceeding kind of a time frame expectation as to what that success looks like. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a possible MVP. I mean, yes. we knew he was good, but he leads the league in everything right now when it comes to scoring. And – Chet Holmgren is fun to watch as a rookie this year. Now that he's now that he's uh, is playing now, it has been an interesting situation to watch. And this is why I love nights like tonight because both of these teams have to line up, and the Jazz especially. They have to line up. They have to play a game tonight that is against a really really good team, a division rival. I guess it's gonna be. I hope I hope that it is. I hope that tonight. Ends up being a knockdown drag out, maybe an overtime, jazz eke it out type of a win so that we can go, hey, I hope that this happens. If they're the team to beat in this already competitive Northwest division where you have the West leading Timberwolves and the Thunder who are both, well, I don't know how long the, the, the Timberwolves window is going to be open, but I'm just fascinated by this because how are the Jazz going to do tonight knowing that they have day after tomorrow before that trade deadline. Or, you know, maybe it's the Wednesday. I mean, who's to say that any of these deals don't get done in the next 24 hours versus the next 48? It's just this is the fascinating thing for me to see how these guys perform on a night like tonight, knowing that maybe for a couple of them they might be done as, as jazz men and you might see a totally different face of this franchise in the next couple of days. It's a crazy thing. Here's an interesting fact. 11 teams control 75% of all future draft picks. One-third of the league controls what? 75% of draft picks. The Jazz and Thunder are among them. Well, the Jazz and the Thunder, between them, they're probably 50%. Probably. <laughs> like, which, wow. is, which makes this interesting because moving forward, who are the two teams in the West that are very young and have a lot of draft capital and the ability to make big moves – I think it's those two teams, and they're meeting tonight, and I think they're going to meet a lot of times over the next few years, and it's going to be have, and we're going to have more meaningful games as it goes along. You mentioned the Thunder at the deadline. The Thunder have the ability to be a buyer. Of they a big, are of the a big number name. one seed yes. currently in the West. I don't think a lot of people are paying attention or understand that they're twenty games over five hundred. The Thunder are NBA title contenders. Because they could possibly be the number one seed. They could have home court with that young roster in the playoffs. It's really fascinating watching that team come together. And do they finally say, okay, it's time to dig into this cache of picks and go out and get somebody who can put us over the top and make us serious title contenders? Because honestly, do I believe the Thunder are are the team to beat in the West? Absolutely not. I think no. the Nuggets and the Clippers and, and are they're the, the two best teams. And in they're the, West. the fourth seed and the third seed, respectively. So here's the top of the West right now Thunder with 35 wins, Timberwolves with 35 wins, the Clippers with 34 wins, the Nuggets with 35 wins. Those are your top four seeds. They basically have identical records, those top four teams. The Thunder and the Timberwolves have identical records. They're both 35 and 15. And they share the same division as the Jazz. The Jazz are still just hanging around that 10 spot, hanging around that uh, 
that final play-in position. I don't know what to expect tonight, but I do think that they know what this Thunder team is. They know exactly what this Thunder team is. They know how good. When you face off against a guy like SGA, right? When you face off against a guy who could potentially be the MVP of the league, it's not it this is where you go out and you go hey let's prove ourselves they got their butts handed to them by the thunder at home last time they played them yeah and it kind of it sent the jazz into a tailspin ever since then it ended that nice run of wins and ever since then the jazz have really struggled so the question is is what jazz team are you going to get the ones who are maybe a little scatterbrained thinking about that trade deadline maybe the ones that go hey there might be some changes here but we still have to make a name for ourselves they are one game below 500, the Jazz are. The Thunder are really good. The Thunder are, fa- are, are favorites tonight. By the way, did you see the, not that I care about these things, did you see what the over-under is on this game? What is it? 141? Sorry, 241? I was going to say 141. No, no. Take, the, take the over. Sorry, I was looking at We're, going, we're was, going to Wendover. I was, I thought, I was looking at Grab it. the mortgage, honey. Sorry, I was looking we're at going the, over. I was looking at the Big Ten, bas- uh, NCAA basketball. Yes, 240? No. That's crazy. 241. Welcome, and, to, welcome to the NBA in 2024. Right. And by the way, the and it's Thunder, probably going to be over. Right. And the Thunder averaged like 124 a game. The right. Jazz averaged 120. So, yeah, you wouldn't be. But the Thunder are favored in this one by three and a half. I think that there is so many, there are so, there's so many storylines in tonight's game. And when you look at the, the schedule the rest of the week and you wonder, could this be one of the times maybe, maybe this, maybe you're not going to see. Uh, Kelly Olenek in a, in a Jazz uniform after tonight. That's a real possibility. They're going to play the Suns on on Thursday evening. By then, are they going to have a little bit of a change of the face of what the franchise looks like? How active are the Jazz going to be in the next 48 hours? How many changes? Is it just one guy? Is it multiple? Is it none at all? We don't is know. there really a possibility that they – I mean – Of course there is. That they don't do a thing. They're not going to do a deal just to do a deal. Okay. They, they don't have to move anybody. They're not over. They're not over the luxury tax. They're not desperate to get under. Last year, to be honest, they were desperate to get Mike Conley's contract off the books. Sure, Mike Conley was the best, but twenty million a year was it was it getting, wasn't yeah. it wasn't a good fit. So they had to move off of it, and they did what they had to do. And it sucks. That's the business part of it. I don't think there are major business issues that have to address at the deadline. This is more about asset accumulation or, you know, team building moving forward. Um, maybe older players that aren't a good timeline fit for this Jazz team right now that a lot of contenders want, like the Knicks, who have suddenly become one of the best teams in the league and would love to bolster their bench. Somebody was saying, I think this Knicks. is the most, is this the most, this is the, mo- the most games they've been over 500 in like, Yes. 21 years or something like that? Yes. They, <laughs> something they are, stupid? They, the Knicks are uncomfortable in this spot because they have not been here very often where they are legit contenders in the East. Back and to the old Charles Oakley days when he was when he was allowed Patrick in MSG. Ewing. Right. Yes. I mean, I'm dead, dead serious. <laughs> Other than that one year with Carmelo Anthony, when have the Knicks no, been relevant? No. John Starks, yeah. We're going back to the 90s. It's been that long, and they're, yeah. they're that good right now. So... That's a team that is fine. That's another team with assets that's ready to become a buyer. Okay. Watch those teams that want to be buyers. There's not many of them. Or sorry, there's a lot of them, but there's not a lot of teams that have assets to give up. 
And I went through an exercise with with the with the, our group down at KSL Sports T- Live, our TV group on the KSL Sports side. And we, I went through every team in the league and I asked the guys, which team has a star difference maker player that you could realistically go get with the draft picks the Jazz have? I think the best we could come up with is Trey Young. Bleh. And we sat there and we mocked those <laughs> former idea. Celtics saying, oh, hey, Trey Young. You know what? All star today. Else you, what other player are you prying away that would be a difference maker in the league? No. And you probably don't want Trey Young because he's got a max contract. Don't get desperate. He doesn't win. No, no. Don't get desperate to get desperate. Uh, stat of the night that I've seen on this game, by the way, the Thunder are 15-9 on the road, but they've won three out of their last four. The Jazz are 16-7 at home. That's a good number, but they've lost three out of their last four at home. Interesting. So, Including one to the Thunder. Bleh. Yeah. All right. It would be uh, a nice win tonight for the Jazz, especially if to follow up that Bucks win. That was unbelievable. All right. We'll uh, take a break. We'll come back. And uh, when we do, we've got some more stuff to jump into. It's been a wild day. Coming up at 5 o'clock, you've got Tim Lacombe. The coach is going to join us, give us his thoughts on tonight's matchup between the Thunder and the Jazz. Uh, We're going to come right back and just keep rolling with the show here. Stay with us. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Cougars is right here on the zone. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Jazz Thunder tonight. In just a few minutes, we're going to have the coach, Tim Lacombe. Tim Lacombe is going to join us. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what this game tonight is going to feature. Two young teams with a lot of draft capital. What are they going to do with it at the, at the uh, trade deadline? But what are they going to do tonight? This Thunder team is going to be tough to stop. They are, as JJ put it, 20 games over 500, and they have... Uh, every advantage, including uh, winning just uh, 10 days ago at Delta Center over the Jazz. And, man, they're a tough team. I would have never imagined. They're this year's kings, right? I mean, they're they're the Memphis Grizzlies from a couple years ago, right? Yes. Where it's like they're on track. Yeah, you're supposed to be pretty good coming up here pretty soon, but uh, well ahead of schedule. So we'll see how that Jazz-Thunder game goes tonight. Guys, Valentine's Day is here. Best blanket ever is the best Valentine's Day gift ever. An amazingly soft and comfy Mika Couture blanket is the gift that you know that she's going to love. So go online or go in-store. Use the promo code uh, SAVE50. Wait, no, the the promo code is ZONE50, and you save 50%. So ZONE50 in-stores and online, MikiCouture.com. That is ZONE50 to get that 50% off. 50% off, that's not bad. That is amazing. All right, so we were just talking a little bit about this uh, insane television uh, deal, JJ, before we go out uh, to get to the break here. We were just chatting about the implications that this has, and that is a new service that's going to be a new app, just what you needed, right, a new app. But this one is supposed to be really, really good because it's it's going to consolidate – any of your ESPN or ABC properties, any of your Fox Sports properties, any of your uh, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, which is your TNT, TBS, True TV, etc. I mean, we're talking a major shift here in a, in a time where we've seen TV and TV sports shift as to how we watch it. What you haven't seen change is the desire to see these games live. 
which is what all of these services are doing. They're combining all of their forces here and all of their properties, including every everything across the board. The only thing they're not going to be able to get is the NFL games that are going to be on NBC and on CBS, because currently NBC and CBS, not part of this deal. But anything that can make it easier for you and I, JJ, to watch some games, my heavens, that's what we want. We don't want to have to open five different apps and figure it out. And we're one step closer with an announcement like this today. Yep. Here's the quick details. ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery would form a new joint venture to develop, launch, and operate a streaming sports bundle of linear networks and certain DTC sports content and services. So what does that mean? That means you'd have a lot of these channels all in one place streaming. So let me give you a rundown. ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, SEC Network, ACC Network, ESPN News, ABC, Fox, FS1, FS2, Big Ten Network, TNT, TBS, True TV, as well as all the ESPN Plus offerings. Now, there's a list of long list of things that will be impacted by this, especially you, BYU and Utah fans who want to watch your Big 12 games, NFL games, NBA, MLB, the World Series would be streamed on this, the MLB postseason, National Hockey League games, which we may soon have in this market, MLB as well, um, all these college sports, the college football playoff, the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments, like as I mentioned, Big 12, you have PGA Tour, PGA Championship, the Masters, the Wimbledon, U.S. Open and Australian Open in tennis, FIFA World Cup, U.S. Soccer, NWSL, MLS, which obviously impacts soccer fans in this market, F1, UFC, that's a long list of sports you'll be able to watch on this. One place to go to get all that How stuff. How much would you pay for that? Well. How much are you going to make? There's speculation. It could be about 40 to 50 bucks a month. Would you pay it? Yeah. Yeah, because what other choice do we have? And especially. Like I said, here in the building, if, we're going to steal the we're going to steal our boss's uh, password for exactly, it. Exactly, and get it for free. But if NBC and CBS come along as well, then basically all live sports would be on this app in one place. That's kind of appealing. If you if you're if you are streaming, if you prefer to stream your sports. Now, this is not taking linear TV away. When I say linear, that means cable, satellite, Right. You, you have anything TV over, if that's what anything you want. Anything over the air. Right. Yes. We're talking about on an app, on a digital device, or on your smart TV. One app, everything there, if you're a sports fan, is very, very appealing. You were this close to saying one app to rule them all, which made me feel very <laughs> weird about it. That's, I think... <laughs> that's what we're getting. I think that's what's being attempted oh, yeah. here. Oh, yeah. And if they could get the other two giants in, then Please. they certainly would achieve that. Please. Let's do it. Okay. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we've got Tim Lacombe. The coach is going to break down Jazz Thunder tonight and also some expectations for the trade deadline, what that looks like. Stay with us right here. More to go next hour. We're also giving away another set of tickets to the Jazz and Golden State Warriors for next week. More to go right around the corner, 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. When TV and radio collide, love it. Wow. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that dial. On 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Jeremiah Jensen, 
Jazz Thunder tonight over at Delta Center. Should be a fun one. I hope it's a fun one. I mean, this is uh, probably the hottest team in the NBA right now, maybe besides uh, the Clippers might give them a run. Certainly the most shocking number one seed uh, in the Western Conference, this uh, Oklahoma City Thunder team, who's coming in with a possible MVP winner in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's having a heck of a season. We've got so many things to talk about. We've got tickets to give away in just a little while for the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors for next week. They get a double dipper against the Warriors who come to town on the 12th and on the 15th to make uh, to have that makeup game with the Jazz. Joining us on the program right now, he does your pre-half and post-game shows on this very station and on your home of the Utah Jazz and on the Jazz Radio Network. He is Tim Lacombe, the coach, joining us. What's up, coach? What's going on, y'all? We were uh, we were having a discussion last hour with Chad Lewis about Andy Reid and how it's kind of a phenomenal thing because – in the, in the NFL, where you have to be kind of a roll with an iron fist if you want to win multiple Super Bowls, he bucks that trend. Was Rick Majerus an iron fist type with a lovable side? Uh, because there was a there was a, what, did, what did Chad Lewis refer to it as? He knew how to crack a joke, but he knew how to crack the whip. And I would I feel like Majerus is more of the cracking the whip type. Oh yeah, and it was a very large. And damaging whip. Um, <laughs> it could leave scars, you know, um, emotional scars, particularly. But I, you know, I, I saw him a couple of times. You know, I guess he didn't have much, but let down his hair, and I think he. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember. One of the ones was really crazy. We played. We went to the New Mexico UTEP trip. The old that that swing was brutal back in the old whack days, and we we got uh, we went to the pit and we and we we got beat. And we went to UTEP, and I was really surprised because rather than be really uptight, he was loose, and it was the one time I think the team kind of needed it. They want we, I think we won there at UTEP. Um, but he, yeah, for the most most part, he was all business, and he stood on business, you know. Yeah, we could do three hours of Rick Majerus stories. I'm sure I'd love to hear them all, Tim. Uh, I want to ask you though, to along those lines, as you were a, as a coach, and you're you're in these college locker rooms. How did you toe that line? What was the sweet spot for you? And and you you know, and I'd be curious how that was with Dave Rose as well. I, it, it can't be easy. It's not easy. Um, you know, assistant coach, it's interesting because uh, you, you do a lot of the, the relationship building and the recruiting process. Um, you know, head co- coaches, there's almost like a vetting that, has, that takes place or else the head coach would be talking to just everybody and everything. <clears throat> so I think that the, um, you know, where I tried to fill, I just ultimately at the end of the day, I saw guys that, actually tried to be Rick Majerus, you know, guys that went and worked with him or for him. And, you know, I thought that's not how I, I want to like be me, you know, I want to try to figure out how to be really passionate, but you know, when practice is over and I'm on the bus, you know, I'm sitting in the back of the bus making, trying to make everybody laugh, you know? So I I look back on it. I probably wasn't as big a jerk as I should have been. Um, (laughs) And there will be some that maybe beg to differ, but I, I think I probably erred more on the side of 
you know, it was really vital. Um, and I was really serious and passionate about the game stuff, but really tried to lean into the relationship piece. Well, and I feel like you'd need to just so you can be like, hey, uh, he doesn't hate you, kid. Like, he's still he, – look, he, you're still a big part of this team. We still love you. I know he doesn't sound like it right now. I know he didn't sound like it when he got after you in the locker room, but uh, no, you're you're an important part of this team. You're over there trying to basically repair all the stuff that he did emotional damage-wise uh, after after he walks out of the room. Uh, let's let's chat a little bit about this about this Oklahoma City Thunder game tonight in particular. This Thunder team, what makes them so good, and how did they get so good so fast? Is it just SGA and his effect on the team? Is it kind of all the cumulative parts here? Because obviously, you being the best team in the West right now must be a massive shock, uh, it, even to them. I mean, my goodness. You know, I will say this. I think um, I think it's a yes to everything you said. I would start with. They've got a real superstar. Um, you know, many would say budding, you know, but this guy is, I mean, he's got to be in the, in the conversation seriously for MVP, you know, for what he's doing with a, a team that, you know, quite frankly, was in a totally different space a year ago or, you know, six, 18 months ago. Um, so then I think you add the cumulative pieces to him. Uh, and particularly Chet Holmgren uh, and Jalen Williams. I just think they've drafted phenomenally well. Um, they, you know, I think the thing that can give Jazz fans hope is that this is the blueprint that, you know, the Jazz are basically, you know, following. I think, you know, a lot of picks, moving some big stars, accumulating a bunch of assets. And I do believe to this point the Jazz have done a terrific job at identifying talent and, and putting it on the roster. You know, I read from time to time, you know, it just every so often there's snide people on X or Twitter, um, you know, and uh, there's always something to say. But I, I think at the end of the day, whether it be, you know, who the Jazz have drafted, you know, the, the free agents they've been able to bring in, um, the war chest they now hold every step along the way thus far. I think Jazz have made great moves, and I think they'll continue to do that because the end goal is to try to win it all. Um, and I think that's what's cool about tonight. You look at OKC and you say, "Hey, they are where we want to go." Um, you know, they're building a team around a guy, a couple guys, and um, you know they they're really starting to take off. So I think that that's kind of the interesting thing about tonight. While the Thunder are a little further ahead in the process, you mentioned how the Jazz and Thunder are a lot alike in their team-building approach. They're both small market teams, and they're both doing it this way. And they're both on essentially the same timeline, although, like I said, the Thunder are a little accelerated. But because of all those things, do you think this could become a rivalry in the Western Conference uh, with these teams in the future vying for you know the top in the West? You would think so. I mean, you know, it's crazy, though, the – it seems as though sometimes the landscape shifts quickly nowadays with guys, you know, not working out and then pushing the, the timeline on their personal deal, maybe getting bought out or something like that. Um, but I think all, th- all things hold true. Um, you know, I do believe the ownership over there does a great job and their front office has been phenomenal. Sam Presti, um, I think the Jazz have built obviously an, an owner, you know, owners that are just completely committed to trying to win. Um, and then what's great is you got Zanuck, who, like I just talked about, knows the ins and outs of players, you know, as good as anybody. Um, and then obviously Danny Ainge, who's 
you know, he's got a he's got a he's got a trophy to his credit as a player, as a uh, as an exec, um, and we all know his greatness. So I think, you know, sit back and enjoy this ride because I, I think it's uh, I think it it could be a great one. And yeah, long winded answer. I think this could be something. The way they're going, the way the Jazz are kind of progressing, that's a great observation, JJ. I think that's uh, that's possible. Yeah, we're talking about the the idea of uh, <laughs> this Northwest Division. We laugh about it because we don't really talk about it. It's not really a thing in our head that makes any difference. But you got the Timberwolves and the Thunder, who are both at thirty five and and fifteen, twenty games uh, above five hundred. These are these are the teams that the Jazz have to knock off. These are the teams the Jazz have to have to push through, and the possibility of it and being the a, NBA champions and the NBA champion uh, Denver Nuggets, who are okay. Also, <laughs> uh, I was going to mention the Trailblazers, but uh, yeah, but the Jazz and the Trailblazers, they're the ones who are, are the outside looking in. So, in the end, though, what is it that goes on in the head of these guys in the days running up to a trade deadline? Because this is a massive game. This is why I I love days like today because it's a huge game. It's a massive litmus test for your team. It has all sorts of implications in it for your young team because this is a home game. You're supposed to win these home games, but they've lost three out of the last four at home, and the Thunder are are, are on a tear. And so what is it about – but at the same time, they're thinking about maybe the trade deadline or how do you, how do you kind of balance – all the things going on off the court with the stuff with these guys that they're dealing with, actually playing some really freaking good teams in the uh, on the court. So this is my – I was trying to put a pencil to it. It seems crazy, but it's my fourth year um, doing pre and post and half. I always leave half out, but it's there. I mean, i got to – It is there. Here for yeah, it. Don't so forget. Pre-half and post. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but four years, and, and I'm not – I'm telling you, without fail – Every single year, there's a malaise over this this particular maybe ten to fourteen day period. Sure, um, you know. And at first, I you know it was talked about, and I'm like, you know, what does it matter? And obviously, I know what it. I know how it matters. I mean, these guys are human, right? They've got families and wives and girlfriends and you know people that depend on them, and you know. I'm I'm a guy like uh, you know Taylor Hendricks has moved out here. His mom's out here with him. You know people do things crazy things to play this game, um, and I think when that's anything with your jobs unsettled and you, you're not sure, you know until that date comes and goes that you're going to be here, uh, it's got to it's got to totally you know be an indicator. And I think the the Jazz have definitely been bit by the bug. Uh, I don't blame them. You know I, I think it's part of the deal. Um, you know, to not have certainty, but I do know within the organization, uh, they've done a great job of being transparent, you know, and not trying to hide from the fact that, you know, we're building and it's going to be pieces come and go. And, you know, so I think there, there's always been real good transparency within the walls and that certainly helps. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it passed, uh, because what I saw in the fourth quarter the other night, Man, it got me out of my chair again, and it, and it reminded me of the spark, you know, that we had for uh, for a couple of weeks uh, from this team. And I know they're capable of it. Um, sometimes they get weighed down by external factors, and that's probably, uh, you know, a a typical byproduct of a of a team that hasn't been together very long. Um, and so I think it's uh, you know a lot of learning, a lot of growing is part of the process. But I think that's. Uh, I think this week's got to be hard for those guys. 
There's no doubt about it. I talked to Walker Kessler on Monday, and he admitted that this is impacting the team, and that you, you, they're human beings. You can understand that, that in a moment, one decision can be made and they can be moved. And that's the reality we're facing now, less than 48 hours away. And as that deadline approaches, Tim, who do you think might not be in a Jazz jersey by this time uh, Thursday night? You know, kind of like we talk about, just out of respect. I mean, I, I, I don't have a great handle, you know, on what the, on the market looks like. I can tell you what I've heard. I think the market is, is way softer than, you know, many had hoped. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you're holding a veteran out, you want a veteran to move a veteran for a number one or a first round pick. Um, in some cases, that was typically an automatic. And now, um, you know, I think people are balking at first round picks and offering second. And so I, I do believe that each deal stands on its own. And, you know, I think that each, each one of these moves in a window, we've got a window here now to operate, you know, open for business. And so you make a couple of moves, you know, my, my gut tells me that, that if, if people are seeking guys off this team, it'll be obviously probably some of the untouchable guys and they'll be told they're untouchable. And I think that's pretty obvious who those guys are. Um, you know, and then I think, you know, from a like peace perspective, Kelly Olenek, Jordan Clarkson, they could go somewhere right now, whether it be, you know, Orlando, Phoenix, New York, you name the city, and they could fly there and tie, you know, lace up their shoes, and they could go, possibly get twenty tomorrow night. You know, Kelly could have a big assist night. They they just can be plugged into a, a functional organization like a USB. They can, they can plug in. And, and they're in and they're acclimated. Um, so I think that those guys, you always look at those guys. Now, it just depends on what the market is and what the Jazz can get back because I know they're not going to want to give them away. Um, you know, Kelly's deal is a little different on an expiring deal. So I, that's why I probably have Kelly with that at the top of my list as somebody that, um, you know, could possibly. But, again, uh, total just watching uh, how it works in the tea leaves, you know. Tim Lacombe, the coach, of course, pre-half and post. He has to do all three. It's part of the gig. Uh, if you're gonna now, be... I've got like pre I've got pre-pre, <laughs> pre-pre-pre, uh, right? Pre, but it's all pre-half post. But listen, it's like uh, I mean, it's no one's gonna boohoo for you. Fifteen minutes with us. Yeah, on top of it, no one's gonna well, boo. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> we got you all we sorts of ready. I, I shouldn't have brought that up, Tim. I don't want to give you any ideas. We love <laughs> you on the program, that, brother. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. We need you. We have to have. Don't you. leave us, Tim. Uh, we love you. Hey, I'm here for you. I was. I was simply just trying to be funny. No, which you are. Sometimes works and sometimes backfires. Well, and we all I've, know that. I've said it. You know, JJ's the Rick Majerus of this program. You're the relationships guy. <laughs> I'm the Rick Majerus. <laughs> yeah, of this program? crack the whip over here. Get mad at us. What did I do in a towel? JJ's the whip cracker, and you're the <laughs> you're the co- you're the. No, I'm trying to think who you would be. I'm the joke cracker. Um, I'm the I'm the Andy Reid. Uh, what did yeah, I do in practice Reed. to teach guys how to play defense? Oh, what did boy. I do? Yeah. Lots of inappropriate oh, stuff. Oh, boy. Okay. Andy reads uh, that little, when he drops the quip, you can tell he's funnier the way he said, I want one of those little nuggies. Now give me those nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> That's just funny the way he delivered that. Now, yeah. We were talking about that earlier because Andy Reed was asked today, like, hey, you know, you've had all the success. You're thinking about retiring. And it was like, you know, probably not today. Uh, since the Super Bowl is in like three days, you know, and I just think. Not but, a good time. But again, this is a guy who wears as his uniform a retirement shirt, a Hawaiian shirt. 
He's retired right now. This is just fun for him. So, you know, you can't you can't hassle somebody about that. All right. Uh, Tim, tonight, this uh, this Jazz-Thunder matchup, it's a really fun one with two young teams with a lot of uh, draft capital that uh, that hang in the balance for both. But uh, we're really looking forward to it, and we're looking for the breakdown with, uh, with you guys. Uh, you and Jake do a phenomenal job. And I especially love that first few minutes with Mike Smith, uh, the, the hair, man. So we're just uh, – we're pumped, as usual, to hear you on yeah, the uh, preview. You know, he, he has asked that we um, – that we cordon him off in a – a see-through, albeit um, barrier. Oh, good. You okay. Uh, he does. He, he's kind of throwing a fit that he he needs his area. Well, so, somebody I can't remember what. It, oh, it was yesterday. Hanson Scotty had uh, Thurl on, and they go the best best the best dressed man on the uh, on the TV broadcast. I went, oh my gosh, you've got a lemma. And you've got a lemma and Mike Smith who would be like, wait a minute, hold up. That's a fierce competition. That's I more know. intense than on the court. I know. You know, you know, Mike would take that real seriously too. He's all, I, you know, I thought I had a pretty nice outfit on tonight. I think this is a plum, this is a plum hey, jacket. I will say this, you know, you're speaking to the guy that showed up next to those three dudes. <laughs> They're all dressed to the nines and I'm wearing a flannel and right. a concert t-shirt. Oh so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, tell it to the judge, buddy. Yeah, it's good. All right, Tim, we appreciate it. We'll listen to you in the next uh, 30 minutes or so. Happy to happy to hear you in just a few here. Sounds great. You guys have a great end of your show. There you go. Thanks, Tim. Have fun tonight. Oh, Tim Lacombe. Oh, we got tickets right now? Let's do it. Uh, Jazz Warriors next week on the 12th of February. Call in number 12 right now. 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-9663. Get a pair of tickets to Jazz and the Warriors coming to town on the 12th. A little pre-Valentine's party situation. You could win those and pretend like you bought them. All right? Just a little move. That's just a little uh, something, a little tip I'll give you. 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-9663. Jazz Ticket Tuesday. Oh, we got to play the actual music. Let's do it. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win Jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. Did I give you the phone number? 801-575-ZONE. JJ, ineligible to win. Ugh. Well, the press credential, that uh, should get you I was just calling the number right now. <laughs> that, should just, that should get you Jeremy in. hung up on me. Yeah, don't. He's probably like, call number six? Remember back in the day? I used to have to do that, like go through. Oh, yeah. We've all been an intern. And I think at one point, time. I think at one point we took like, I think on KSL Radio, we took like caller number like 30 for something. And yeah. it was just abuse. Do you uh, do you remember, I don't know, you, you didn't grow up here, but you remember on Sports Beat and- You'd have they'd have the call in shows. Oh yeah, of course. They'd have guests on. They'd have have them call in for questions. And so, my as an intern, I had to answer the calls. Oh my for goodness! That. And if the call got on the air, we gave them a subway a gift certificate. Oh so yeah, take their information. There everywhere. was a drawer full of subway cards for a lot of years here. Yeah, everybody knew where those were. <laughs> Ruby River Steakhouse. Remember that? Of course. Uh, I used to have to. You know, here's a little OGO bags. What happened to OGO? Oh, I know. Now they're here. Are they? Oh yeah. The, uh, I think I still owe Dave Rose like three bags. <laughs> hey, serious. Dave, you can cash in. I'm so sorry. Give a couple to Dave if you're listening in St. George. Or I know, but at, listen, Coach, Lacombe, you know, Tim Lacombe could get him to him. Tim would help me out. Just yeah, give him to him. I don't. Man. I don't know where the bags are. I don't no, know. No, I don't know if that. Yeah, the relationships are all different now. You know, because there were there hey, were there were hey, people. Hey, Ojo, 
You you owe Dave you owe Dave Rose and Walt Perrin several OJ facts. We're sending those out. <laughs> Walt Perrin. Oh my goodness, the my old guy VP Waltz. of uh, the old VP of personnel, now right? The Knicks. My heavens. It's not a coincidence that the Knicks became great when Walt became a member of their staff, and that every every jazz rumor to the Knicks has him sitting at the front of the line going, "Yeah, that was me, man." Sure, why not? I'm calling him. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We've got more to go around the corner. We've got our NFL Blitz featuring some uh, Super Bowl. Uh, Centric stories, of course, and then we'll get you ready for jazz basketball coming up at the top of the hour. Stay right here, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. All the latest news and notes from the league and the locals in the NFL. JJ and Alex bring you the NFL Blitz on 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. All right, yes, as the voice said, 97.5 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. JJ and Alex, thanks for being with us. And it is the NFL Blitz. It's a special edition, of course. Every one of the NFL Blitzes this week, of course, is going to be heavy with some Super Bowl news. And, man, I actually, JJ, I've, I've not really loved media days and all that stuff. The, the hullabaloo that surrounds the Super Bowl usually falls short. It's not really usable stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's usually like... What, what is this guy from Finland or like this kid reporter? What are they going to do? And I thought that the NFL did a phenomenal job. I don't know what you had to pay to get into Allegiant Stadium. I hope it was almost free because the fans showed up. I should say 49ers fans showed up <laughs> in force uh, getting ready for this game on Sunday and for the media kind of back and forth. And we watched today a good chunk of – you know, they had kind of the defensive stars. They had the uh, offensive stars kind of on both sides. And they're going back and forth, and they're doing the thing. And any time that any of the Chiefs would speak, you couldn't even hear what was going on. I love it. That's what you want to have. I, lo- I like that there's – this is probably the most fan interaction that you're going to get for the Super Bowl because on Sunday, none of those people who are in the stands are going to be buying the $10,000 ticket to get in. This was maybe the most interactive with the uh, with the fans that we saw today at Media Day. The Super Bowl has become so corporate and so expensive and so elite. To have a little bit of a blue-collar, everyday fan feel to it was nice. To have some passion in the building was nice. And to not have it sanitized like it often is was nice. Felt good last night. I had it was a lot of fun. Even the kid reporter was awesome. Everything about last <laughs> night was awesome. So good on the NFL. A good media night. A good start to Super Bowl week. And you're right. Sometimes those Super Bowl media things are ridiculous and silly. And I'm sure that those same people were there. And you know, I think Patrick Mahomes got questions like, you know, his best Kermit the Frog impression. Oh wow. And dad bod jokes and stuff like that. But uh, he handled that well. And Overall, I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed the content last night. I, you know, it's it's fun because, like, at, at the very at the very least, these guys don't have to. They can get distracted a little bit. I don't think they want to talk about the game. I don't think they want like right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to sit down with every member of the of the media across the board and be like, you know, talk about what exactly you're gonna do. You want to just kind of enjoy it as a as a player. Plus you don't have to get into anything. You don't have to answer any tough questions. You know they're not gonna actually be tough questions. It's just for the entertainment side of it. But uh we pulled this chunk because Travis Kelsey was uh in front of the crowd and of course 49ers fans, like I said, they were the ones showing up in force and they were the ones that were the most uh reactive and, and when he was asked 
uh, a couple questions. He almost couldn't get anything out. He was that distracted by what the fans were doing. So take a listen. I'll tell you what, man. I uh, I leaned on my teammates more than I ever have, and uh, it's it's been absolute. <laughs> Y'all are firing me up, making me want to play right now, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I love the booze more than I love the cheers, baby. Keep them coming, Niners gang. Keep them coming. I'll tell you what, man. I I, I rally around the guys around me, man. We we've, we've had a lot of ups and downs this year. And it's only made us stronger and that much more uh, willing to fight for each other. And I, I'll tell you what, I love this group, and I, w- I want this one more than I ever want one in my life. Is that the Super Bowl or WWE Raw? <laughs> it does sound I a little bit tell. like, yeah, like a, very, a villain <laughs> runs out. A, very, a villain runs out of the, of the theme. Oh, he's back. I can't believe it. Did we just it. witness a heel turn or something? What was there that? Was, that was great. There was, uh, that, that's the kind of stuff you look for. Yeah. And again, like I said, that's probably the most that you're going to get fan reaction. It's not like the... Uh, you know, during the game, it's going to you're, you're going to have that much uh, reaction. I, I hope we get a good game. Here's the the thing. I was I was actually on with Jake and Ben today talking about this very thing, and I was just, and and the idea that I, I think that the Chiefs. I mean, it's just it, it's hard because I don't know how long they're going to be able to maintain this. They're so expensive already, right? And when you just go, well, let's throw some uh, wide receivers. Let's throw some super talented wide receivers at this thing. It's like, how long can you keep? this thing together because you're going to have to sacrifice in a bunch of different areas. We've already seen it at the talent, the wide receiver position, which they really haven't had this year. Uh, thank goodness for Isaiah Pacheco. Thank goodness for Travis Kelsey showing up in the playoffs, right? Otherwise, because I, I don't know how long they can do this, but I think the 49ers are pretty set up to be able to make something happen for a long time. If they can, I mean, obviously they're going to have to pay Brock Purdy, but not yet. Uh, 49ers have similar issues. Um, they have some guys that are aging a little bit. They've got some expensive contracts, yep. and then you're going to pay Brock Purdy too? They've got similar issues that the Chiefs have. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure out a way, and as long as you got Christian McCaffrey in his prime in your backfield, you're going to find a way. But the, the 49ers have some of the same issues as far as salary cap and how they're going to make the money work. The windows for both of these teams, I don't know where they're at. I think you could see them close pretty quickly. But then again, you mentioned, is Brock Purdy as good as we think he is? He can prove it on Sunday. And if they find a way to pay him and keep him together, they can make this keep going. Uh, they still got young talent on that team. But the Chiefs, as long as they got Patrick Mahomes, who I believe is the best quarterback in the game, I think they'll continue to win at a high rate. And now they've got this defense going, which is a different thing. The Chiefs need to go out and draft skill position players that can have impact. And if they can find some of those young guys, they can keep this rolling. But as long as the structure's in place with Andy Reid and everything else there, it's hard to believe that the Chiefs are going to take a step back. But we see this all the time. Windows close. Even the Patriots dynasty finally found an end, right? So... When that happens, we don't know. But right now, I think these are the two best organizations in football, and that's why they're going to be playing on Sunday. So you know how they have the uh, they have the simulations being played on Madden, and they I think one group did like a ten thousand. They played they do like a ten thousand simulated uh, games, and I think the average score was like twenty one to sixteen. In favor of the 49ers. And I was like, oh. But then this one was the one that kind of came out on top that everybody was not very happy about because it was a 10 to 6 49ers win in the Super Bowl. Okay, 10 to 6. And a defensive and a defensive player, I think it was uh was it oh, who was it that ended up winning the was it Chavarius uh 
Chavarius Ward? Chavarius Ward was the, was the, the MVP. MVP. Okay. The Super, if Chavarius Ward is the MVP of the Super Bowl, we're in a bad spot. Hey, well, we've seen it before where, like, remember who was the uh, cowboy that won the uh, MVP? Oh, uh, Larry. In, in 95. Or, or uh, uh, Larry Brown. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's been some obscure MVPs in the Super Bowl. Yes. In NFL history, typically it's the stars that get that award, but there's been moments like that. But I think what everybody wants on Sunday is a game that's high right. scoring. Dramatic, great finish like we had last, last year. Thirty-eight, thirty-five, and a game right? that is dominated by stars playing at their best. And there's plenty of star power in this Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, um, Bosa. You go on and on. Fred Warner. Just there's so many great players on both teams that there should be plenty of moments for those stars to shine. Uh, it was a touchdown by. Let me see here. Oh. It it was a it was a touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk in the third quarter that ended up so we would get a almost we'd get a scoreless first half and then it would end up ten to six. Oh my. Can you imagine a scoreless? That sounds first? gross. Oh my gosh. No thanks. Yeah. So the but by the way this simulation the Matt it's it's uh the way that they've done it in this year. And then the year, last four years, it's perfect. The last, uh, it picked the Chiefs, it picked the Rams, it picked the Buccaneers, uh, just in these la- in the last handful of games. So it might have a little bit of something there. I do not want a defensive MVP. I, I want to be able to watch this game again. I don't have a team in this thing, yeah. so you better you better do some fireworks, man. Uh, the lights better, uh, you know, accidentally turn off. I want something crazy to happen. You know, I the last time these teams is not what. No, no, that was a. Uh, that was the Ravens 49ers, right? The, uh, yeah. when the lights went out after Beyonce. Uh, who's performing? Oh, it's Usher. Usher, yes. But we all know who might be in the building. Is there Sunday. something that they're planning? Would there she be something? She won't perform, but okay. she'll be there. Why won't she? Is it because contractually they're oh, like yeah no so they got to the NFL would have to pay her millions to perform but and that's that, the thing is the Super Bowl is is uh free the, all these performers do it for free that that's the Taylor that's ain't the doing thing. anything for free <laughs> she gets all this free publicity they owe her a little bit of, she owes them a little bit of something and yeah. vice versa they've kind of helped out yeah I'm uh I'm I'm interested to see what the numbers are going to be this time around just Taylor's going to be hiding in a uh in a, in a, in a, in a very expensive uh box she's not going to she's that's they'll, the cameras she, will find her right but. Uh, she's not going to hide. Uh, okay. Fred Warner says the defense hasn't been good enough in the playoffs. Uh, mm. Is this just the? Is this just the like the the lip service that the, these guys do when they go? Man, we just have been. We've come up. We're just not very good right now. It's exactly what been this good. is. <laughs> Play that, the game a little bit if you're. That's Fred a, that's a that's an all pro leader, getting his as as the captain captain of that defense, getting his guys riled up and saying, hey, we got to be at our best. So you know what. I, I, you look at with the 49ers in the playoffs, they haven't been great, right? What did they do in in the games in the playoffs so far? They had to come from way behind to beat the Lions. Right. They were very fortunate to beat the Packers. So yeah, I think that. Yeah, know? they're a bad team. I think you're right. This is <laughs> <laughs> this 49ers team is awful. Saying that, no, but, but it, it, it they is. certainly if they play defense. Uh, in this in the, against the Chiefs the way they did the first half against the Lions, it could be a long day for the 49ers. Well, uh, just saying. Speaking of which, the 2023 49ers have been, uh, and the 2021 Chiefs were the only teams to be favored in every game hmm. this season. Now, 
whatever version of the NFL's uh, FPI, you know, where you go, oh, they're yeah. going to go, they're going to go uh, eighteen and 0, 19 and zero, you know, before they get to the Super Bowl. That's that's not the thing, but it that's the part where everybody's been going. Okay, you were favored in every game, you know, overcoming all odds to be in the Super Bowl suddenly becomes Stop. a storyline. Like we need Stop. to settle down here. All right, let's take uh, the break. We'll come back. We've got our we've got uh, JJ's going to cut loose, go do some TV. And uh, we're going to walk you up to some Jazz Thunder coverage. We've been talking about it all day, obviously. This is a big one. I love when the Thunder come to town now. This is a fun team to watch. And this is the start of a rivalry. Oh, yeah, I hope. really believe that because both of these teams are very similar in where they're at in their builds, where they're at with stockpiles of picks, young players. This could be something special for years to come. Just what the league was hoping for. Salt Lake City and <laughs> Oklahoma City to be facing off for years to jazz come. Jazz Thunder being uh, a premier matchup. And yeah. the Jazz defeating the it's Lakers in the, in, the, in the Western semifinals and the Clippers falling to the th- to the Thunder in the other Western Conference semifinals, giving you a matchup between the Jazz and the Thunder, just like you planned it. That's what we're hoping for. All right, we'll come back. Got more to go around the corner. Stay with us. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Jazz. It's time! All season long and even in the offseason, it's Jazz Daily with JJ and Alex on your exclusive home of Utah Jazz Basketball. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna all right, everybody, welcome back. Yes, Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder facing off tonight. A couple of particulars in this one before we get you ready for the for the uh, Jazz pre-half and post-game shows hosted by Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, the coach, Mike Smith might make an appearance, and, uh, of course, the call, the radio call, always by the voice of the Jazz, David Locke and Ron Boone. Fun one across the street, though. We're... Uh, Excited as heck for this one. I look at this, too. I was talking about this with uh, Jeremiah because probably, I mean, this is a high-scoring team, this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Very, very good. Superstar with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, of course. And uh, a guy who has a ton of potential, Chet Holmgren as well. This Jazz team is very good at home, 16-7 and on the season. That's awesome. Great. They've lost three out of their last four at home, though, including to the Oklahoma City Thunder in that stretch. The Thunder are pretty good on the road. I mean, if you're 35 and 15, you're 20 games over 500, you're going to be pretty darn good. Uh, but they're also, they've won three out of their last four on the road. So you have these two teams right now who are trying to figure themselves out a little bit uh, in this building in particular. The Jazz are always pretty darn good at home but they've had a little bit of a rough stretch here three out of the last four they've lost at home so now the good news was is they last time they were at home was that sunday night amazing game where they come back from 19 down how is it going to look though tonight with this jazz team and this thunder team again like i said the thunder are uh they got a whole they got a whole slew of guys none of which are that important to the game tonight who are on the uh, injury report is questionable uh, fine. the The reality is is that this Jazz team right now can Walker Kessler continue? Can he have the type of game that he had the other night? We're hoping. 
Uh, could this be kind of a, a corner-turning situation for him? Could you also see some of these guys playing with a little bit of the, of the idea of a trade deadline looming? Or do they? is this the thing that gets their head out of it? That's really what we're looking at here. Jazz pregame coming up uh, right after this program. The Jazz Radio Network takes over, and then you're going to be able to get that coverage all night long. So, uh, Jeremy hitting the buttons across the glass. JJ, my co-host, will be back again tomorrow for another edition of JJ and Alex, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.